Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the very first episode of The Game Plan, exclusively coming out on the Player Profiler Radio Network. Your boy's excited. I mean, this is incredible, getting a chance to do a show on the underworld. Whew! I mean, I got goosebumps here. I'm not going to lie. I'm very, very, very excited. Uh, who is this guy, Matty Hume, and why should I listen to him? Well, let me go ahead and address the underworld here, tell you a little bit about who I am and a little bit about this show. So I have been playing fantasy football for a long, long time, uh, over 15 years, and I love it. I've been a fan of, you know, just doing my own thing, playing the game. Uh, over the last five or six years, I got into the content community, just, you know, watching the podfather do his thing and watching all the awesome guys that's come through the, the underworld, you know, now I'm getting to enjoy Cody and Dario and seeing Chase and Jacob last night do their thing in the big tilt was awesome. So to be part of the underworld team is truly, truly a dream come true. So I am eternally grateful for everyone at Player Profiler. And, you know, let's do it. I just, I'm very, very excited. I'm ready to get this thing started. Uh, but a little bit about my, uh, my fantasy kind of background. So you kind of know where I'm coming from. I'm a kind of a risk management type of manager. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'll go for it. I like upside. Definitely try to get some guys upside, but I do like some safe floors. Your boy likes some safe floors. And I like to just try to get in and out. I love making trades. I love to uh, work the waiver wire. And that's what this show is all about. Because, you know, as fantasy managers, we all have a ton of tough decisions to make over the course of a fantasy football season. And the game plan is your sh- your show to come to every single week. And maybe we'll I'll try to help make those tough decisions a bit easier. You know, we'll do a whole bunch of different things to kind of just shed light on the guys that maybe you're not thinking about, some trades you haven't thought about, and and, and stuff of that nature. So, uh, like I said, I'm beyond excited to be part of the Underworld. Uh, This is the very first show, first of many, I hope. So uh, let's dive right on in, shall we, with a little bit of news and a little bit of notes, because that is very, very important when you're making your strategy heading into your matchup. So rumors are floating around Dallas that rookie wide receiver Jalen Tolbert. He might be a healthy scratch. Not what you, That's not what you want to hear. But I guess he has not been living up to expectations in Dallas camp. And if he sits on Sunday Night Football, you know, that's not good. It's not a good sign. But, hey, it is what it is. And if you're, if you're planning on playing him, you have to make a decision now because you can't wait till 8 o'clock Sunday night Eastern time. You might have to get someone in your lineup earlier if you have no other options. Uh, something that I, I think you should do uh, – is pick up a guy like K.J. Hamler. He, he's questionable in his own right, but he seems to be on track to play Monday night. 
against the Seahawks, and he's got that big play potential. So if you want to, if you're gung ho, if you if you believe in Jalen Tolbert and you want him in your lineup, you're gonna have to have a backup plan. You're gonna have to have a guy who's in that Sunday night matchup or in the Monday night matchup, and the guy like KJ Hamler could be the exact receiver that you could pivot to if Tolbert is indeed out. Ken Walker, speaking of Monday night football, he hasn't practiced all week. Uh, this whole thing, he's been he's he's completely doubtful for Monday night football, and it's just if you rostered. Uh, Ken Walker, maybe you took him uh, early on in the summer. You're not really excited about what's come out so far. Uh, Rashad Penny seems like he'll have the lion's share of work. Uh, so, yeah, if you draft a penny, fire the man up because he's going to eat on Monday Night Football. Uh, that game itself has a 44-point implied total, so it's not super high. It shouldn't expect to be crazy points. But you know what PKL likes to do? The boy likes to establish it. So if he can do so, he will do it with Rashad Penny because it looks like Ken Walker will not play. After hurting his groin Monday at practice, George Kittle is questionable Sunday. Can this guy just be healthy all season? He's supremely talented. He's in what's projected to be a pretty good offense now with with, uh, second-year quarterback Trey Lance at the helm. But already already coming down with a groin injury after the first – you know, week of practice leading up to week one, not what you like to see, especially when reports are coming out that San Francisco brought in backup tight end Tyler Croft to block so they could free up George Kittle. So for him to miss the game, that wouldn't be good uh, for anyone that rosters him. But stay tuned because we're going to talk about some cheap tight end options later in the show, and that might be something you want to hear if you roster George Kittle. And if you roster Brandon Ayuk, he certainly gets a bump, and so did Debo Samuel. They both went up in my wide receiver ranks as of right now, I have Debo Samuel. He went up to a top 10. He, I'm at wide receiver 10. And Ayuk jumped all the way up into the top 30. He is wide receiver 30 in my rank. So you are excited to play either of those guys if Kittle sits. Rondell Moore, he has already been ruled out. I don't know if things are going to happen for Rondell Moore. I really don't. Uh, but he's been ruled out early. This is a game you wanted him for, considering the, the Chiefs and Cardinals projects to be marquee potential shootouts. Uh, on the slate, uh, they have one of the highest implied game totals. Uh, their over/under is 54 points. I mean, geez, you want a guy with 4-3 speed on the field for a matchup like that, but he will not be. So, uh, if you'll be relying upon uh, maybe a, a vet, we'll talk about him more in the show. After a week of limited practices, Jacoby Myers, Russell Gage, and J.K. Dobbins are all questionable, so you have to monitor that situation through Saturday into Sunday because, um, you know, as far as Jacoby Myers and Russell Gage, there's optimism. There's a kind of a 50-50 optimistic, pessimistic view on J.K. going to week one. A lot of reports saying that, you know, get ready for a whole lot of Mike Davis and Kenyon Drake <laughs> snooze. But if he plays, maybe he's limited. I would look elsewhere. If I had J.K. Dobbins, I don't think I would be all that excited to start uh, the former Ohio State Buckeye in week one. These two guys, I am absolutely excited to play. Jalen Waddle and Chase Edmonds, they've both been removed from the injury report, and it's wheels up, baby. They got a matchup against the Patriots this weekend, uh, and I just and I think they both can do quite well. Over-unders under 50, you don't like to see that, but you know they're only – Three point three and a half point favorites at home, so it's basically a pick 'em. And, and new Houghton head coach Mike McDaniel wants to. I think he's going to want to establish this new NASCAR offense that he has. You know, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Chase Edmonds—they're all fast, they're all agile, they can all make big plays. 
And I expect that, that, that we could see that on Sunday. So if you got Jalen Waddle, you got Chase Edmonds, get him in your lineup. Alan Lazard, ugh, I was, I'm a believer in Lazard, let me tell you. I was a believer in Lazard. The, the praise that's come out in the preseason from Aaron Rodgers was just too much to ignore, uh, in my opinion. Uh, so I was definitely in on him, but he got stepped on, I guess, uh, earlier in the week or last week and hasn't practiced since he's trending in the wrong direction to play that ankle seems like he's not going to get on the field and he's doubtful for week one Romeo dubes anyone I don't know <laughs> Sammy Watkins another week one explosion I guess now that's on the freaking table uh but we'll see we'll see what happens in that matchup they got a good game against Minnesota and speaking of a potential shootout the Vikings, they're also ready to unveil their new offense. You know, new head coach, former OC of the L.A. Rams, is now in town, and he wants to get this thing cooking. They got the over-under of 47 points in their home favorite. Uh, they're actually home uh, dogs, which means, you know, maybe they'll be passing quite a bit. So if that's the case, then you're going to want the pass catchers on both sides. And if Lazard's out, time to start looking at some other options on that Packers roster. Chris Godwin and Michael Gallup will be game-time decisions. Uh, and many believe around Bucks camp. Uh, that he's not going to play Chris Godwin and people around Dallas camp doesn't think Michael Gallup will suit up on Sunday night. So looking elsewhere, here we go. Like if, if Russell Gage plays and, and Chris Godwin's out, I think Gage could be a potential smash spot or dare I say fire up Mr. Julio Jones. And we should get a decision on a wide rookie wide receiver, Drake London today, today being Saturday. So the, hopefully you don't have to wait last minute to make your decision on him. If he plays, I think I would look elsewhere for week one. He hasn't practiced much since that injury that happened against the lions. So I think in a, for a guy in his first year, play it safe, play it, play, play be patient, kind of see what it looks like. I think I would look for another wide receiver option. Uh, if I was going to rely on Drake London last, but certainly not least, Deontay Johnson said he will play this weekend, which is exciting. Mitchell Trubisky is going to be the quarterback of the Steelers. And, you know, they got Claypool. They got uh, Deontay Johnson. And they got that dog, rookie, George Pickens. I'm very interested to see how this pass catching all plays out because you can't count out Najee. You can't count out uh, Pat Frymuth. Uh, But if if you roster Deontay, you're playing him, obviously. Uh, As far as the other two, Claypool and Pickens, I think I might look elsewhere because I don't know. I just don't know. If you don't know, and like I said, I I like to manage my risk. And if you don't know, look elsewhere. Maybe something a little safer. It's going to wrap up our news and notes section. And so on today's show, I I wanted to talk about the question of the week. This question has been, it's deafening around the fantasy football world since Thursday night. And the question is, should fantasy managers be patient with Allen? Robinson I mean hey I'll I'll put it this way let me put it this way I'm gonna be smart with Allen Robinson but that doesn't mean I might practice patience with Allen Robinson what does that mean Manny what does that mean I'll tell you I'll tell you what it means I'm not selling for anything I'm not just gonna give him away but I am certainly certainly shopping him coming out of week one and here is why Allen Robinson has never been better than wide receiver 30 unless he gets 150-plus targets. Odell and Bobby Trees, you put those two guys together last year in that wide receiver two role in L.A., they equaled 151 targets. So, yeah, they did eclipse 150 mark, but by one, is that enough to be excited? He's already behind the pace. He had two targets in week one. So I'm, I'm not sure I'm all that excited. Let's keep talking about this. I want I to I unpack it all here to get you the full landscape of what I'm thinking about Allen Robinson. And you can use that 
to help game plan for your league and how if you roster Allen Robinson, what you should do with them, and if you don't, what you should do with them. After all, the show's called The Game Plan, baby. Robert Woods, he never saw less than four targets in a game and Odell Beckham last year on the Rams. This is not this is excluding his stuff on the, on the Browns, obviously. Every time he had a 90 plus percent snap share, which is what Allen Robinson had in week one, I think he only missed three total snaps and then it all came the last drive. He averaged 8.25 targets. Now, what does this tell you? This tells me that they're that Matt Stafford, maybe because he missed practice, maybe because Allen Robinson's new, they're not quite on the same page yet. He's not quite comfortable forcing him the ball. And that's kind of what we were hoping for if we drafted and rostered uh, Allen Robinson was that they would throw him the 50-50 balls. They would go attack opposing defenders with the skills that Allen Robinson has. Uh, so uh, that's not something that I'm very uh, – I don't feel very encouraged coming out of Thursday night uh, after seeing him only get – let's face it, one target. Let's face it. I mean, yeah, he got two, but one was a heave at the end of the game where it wasn't even close. So it was one target, and he could catch it for 12 yards. But still, let's keep going on on why I think you should shop Allen Robinson. On playerprofiler.com, we have a weighted strength of schedule for each player that is ranked. Make sure you check that out on playerprofiler.com. They got a negative 17.4 weighted strength of schedule. That's 30th. That's at the bottom of the league. That's not good. Not good. Head coach Sean McVay, he did say that he wants to get Allen Robinson the ball more. He wants to get him more involved. But if me, if I roster Allen Robinson, I'm using that more as a selling tool than I am something to, to practice patience. I think I would kind of let make sure my league mates saw that and kind of help maybe make, you know, motivate one of them to step in and make and make a good deal. Obviously, the guy's talented, Allen Robinson. I'm not discounting his talent. I'm not discounting the LA Rams offense, even though they got schwacked on Thursday night football. The Bills just might be that good. Let's face it. The Bills might be just so, so good. So uh, I'm not completely throwing all this in the trash. Not yet. No way. But it is worrisome. So I do expect Allen Robinson to have, uh, you know, some some spike weeks. No doubt about it. Some multiple touchdown games. But here's the thing. After seeing one game, and I know it's one game, but my gut's telling me Allen Robinson's going to be a little bit too TD dependent week to week. Yeah, he'll have two TD games where he probably has 80 yards and goes off and is, you know, top 10, 12 receiver that week, maybe even better. But I think to get it consistently, in which that's what you want seasonal. You want consistency because you just don't you, – you, you either win or you lose. You want your record to have more wins than losses at the end of the year, right? And if he's going to disappear every third game, every fourth game, maybe even more frequently than that, that's not going to help you at all. So – uh, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to, I'm already nervous that he's not going to return that top overall, that top 40 overall ADP. Uh, and so I think take all that, you know, you mix it all together. Uh, I'm a little nervous on his, on his yearly outlook and I'm looking to shop. I'm not selling, uh, one of my home leagues. I was offered James Robinson. I, I wasn't ready to sell that low, but I'm definitely ready to, to field more offers. And I'm definitely looking to move on from Allen Robinson. Uh, but you might be saying, yeah, that's a whole, that's cool. I don't care, but what should I do? Give me more. Help me. This is the game plan. Help me. So these are some guys I think are pretty realistic trade targets. According, you know, if you look at the player profiler rankings, these are guys who rank similarly overall for the whole season to Alan Robinson. And one guy would explore, obviously the week one matchups, if they go off or if they stink, that's going to change their perceived value, which is fair. But here we are sitting here talking about it. Terry McLaurin is somebody I would target with Allen Robinson. Now, do you, would you have to throw in a kicker? Potentially. You know your league better than I do. 
But Terry McLaurin's ranked right around where where Allen Robinson was coming into the season. Uh, a lot of people are, you know, they're pre- they're preaching patience with Robinson. So I would think his rest of season, you know, his seasonal ranking kind of still rings true for most fantasy gamers. Uh, he came into the 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 league, oh, came into this year's season uh, ranked on Player Profiler. We have him 17, wide receiver 17. Uh, and Terry McLaurin's 18. So I think that's absolutely a swap that you can engage in this weekend. Another guy that I'm willing to buy into is DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf's wide receiver 30 in our ranks uh, for, for the whole season. So I think that's, again, something you could absolutely jump into. He's got a lot easier schedule, DK does, and he just signed that extension. And although his quarterback smells, absolutely stinks, I think that you know he can still produce at a good level, at a good wide receiver level, and I think he can be more consistent. Uh, I think we'll see a lot more yards out of him than we have in the past on a, on a game basis, game to game basis. But his touchdown upside is is absolutely there, like it is with Robinson. So DK is somebody I'm targeting, and this might come as a shocker here. This is a guy I love throughout the offseason, and I'm start, and it hasn't waned one one bit. And that's Christian Kirk. Uh, he does have a tough matchup. Washington was one of the better pass defenses last year. Um, so if he struggles, this only makes the opportunity even better because I think you could take Robinson and get Christian Kirk and then something else. I think you could get a kicker on the opposite side and bring in two plays for one, which is something uh, I think is better to do earlier in the year than late. Later, you kind of want to consolidate your assets into a more sharpened sword as you head to the playoffs. But in the beginning of the season, get get you know it's good to have a deep bench. You never know where the injury bug will, will raise its ugly little head. So you want to make sure that that bench is well-rounded, it's strong, and if you can grab an extra asset on top of a guy who I think is going to ball the F out this year in Christian Kirk, that's something you want to absolutely look and do so. Now you might be asking yourself, do I have to trade him for receiver? No, you don't. So here's a couple of running back targets that I like in seasonal formats. James Conner. James Conner is in a smash spot as basically the lead bell cow in Arizona. Um, He's wide running back 18 in the player profiler ranks. Uh, and, I, and if you need your, if you need something this year, you need a running back. You want to get someone in your lineup that has upside, but probably a pretty safe floor. James Conner is a guy to target. And I mentioned him early in the show. I love him. If you follow me uh, on Twitter at all throughout the offseason, uh, I love Chase Edmonds. So I would absolutely be looking to try to acquire Chase Edmonds. And if you could get a little something, something with Edmonds, which I think is possible, he's outside of the top. 20 uh, ranked running backs on playerprofiler.com to start the year. That's a move I'm definitely looking to make. So to summarize, if I'm shopping Allison, Allen Robinson, which I do roster him in one of my leagues, and I will be shopping him, uh, I'm looking maybe a DK Metcalf, Terry McLaurin, Christian Kirk plus James Conner, or Chase Edmonds. So that's going to wrap up you know, the, the question of the week. Hopefully that helps you in making your decisions a little bit easier, helps you walk through the process of getting a potential deal done involving a guy like Allen Robinson. What I want to do now is I want to talk about some of the bargain bin players for week one. So you can use this any which way you want. This could be guys to stream their, uh, you know, talk about their roster ship percentages. Uh, Also cheap DFS options. Uh, This isn't a DFS centric show, but I will throw those out there for sure. Cause you know, we all like DFS and we all like to get uh, reminded of prices and potential builds and stuff of that nature. So for sure you can use that and and I'll mention it here, but if you want to get that, that really good uh, DFS content, we got a number of shows here on the, on the underworld network that you should definitely check out. We're going to go position by position 
Okay, I, mean, I got two. I got somebody that's around 50% rostered, so in your shallower formats, and then a guy who's uh, around 20 or lower, so your deeper formats that we're going to touch upon. The first guy we're going to talk about is the quarterback from the Indianapolis Colts. It sounds so weird. It sounds so weird saying this guy's name in association with the Indianapolis Colts, but Matt Ryan, Matty Ice. 42% rostered on sleeper. Uh, all of these rostership percentages will reflect sleeper's data. I mean, sleeper. It's the best fantasy platform that there is. I've moved all my leagues to sleeper. You should do so if you haven't. Sleeper has everything you need. It's customizable. It's clean. It's easy to use. Believe me, if I can use it, you can use it, and it's great. So take all your leagues to sleeper. And they're actually unveiling and unrolling some, uh, some, some, day, some weekly games, which uh, look to be awesome. I'll definitely be checking that out. For sure, and you should as well. So, Matt Ryan, back to Mr. Ice. 42% rostered, 5,500 on DraftKings. Uh, he's ranked as my QB 13 this week. And even though uh, he's got one of the lowest projected pass attempts on the slate, I think he could be hyper-efficient with those because he's going against a soft secondary in Houston. I know they have Stingley, but he's a rookie in his first game, so I'm not ex exactly expecting him to come out and be Darrell Revis from jump. So, I think Matt Ryan can be efficient, even if he doesn't throw the ball a ton. Last year, he had the third best deep ball completion percentage and the second best deep ball accuracy rating. What does that mean? Fire up Michael Pittman because he can he can moss somebody downfield. And if Matt Ryan's looking to go to him, uh, that's going to be a, a massive. And even if Matt Ryan doesn't throw the ball a ton, I think at uh you know he like I said he has one of the lower uh, projections on the slate. Uh, right around 30 attempts, I still think he can be productive, get you multiple touchdowns, and and, and be good uh, in that super soft matchup. Uh, Houston, like I said, they are pretty soft last year. In 2021, they had the 29th rank uh, past DVOA. And Indianapolis are seven-point favorites on the road. Uh, that doesn't usually translate to good production out of the off that offense. But like I said, Matt Ryan's efficient. Matt Ryan's good with downfield passing. Matt Ryan can put up some fantasy points without needing the volume. So I think if you're in a pinch, maybe you went, you know, super late round QB and got sniped and you weren't exactly sure. And Matt Ryan's sitting right there on your, your waiver wire, go ahead and scoop him up. And I think he's a decent play here in week one. In your deeper formats, the quarterback that I would be targeting is Jared Goff. He's 21% rostered on sleeper, and he's 5,400 on uh, DK. I got him at quarterback 20 this week. Last year, uh, Philadelphia was middle of the road versus quarterbacks, and Detroit are home dogs. So the opposite is true for Goff that I was just talking about for Ryan. His team is actually projected to maybe be in comeback mode and need to pass, and he's got the weapons to do it. You know, TJ Hawkinson's back. He's healthy. He's got Amon Ross St. Brown. He's got DJ Shark. Do, 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 do. DJ Shark. Do, 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 do. Sorry. I'm sorry. I had to. It's just every single time. I got three kids. Baby Shark is just constantly playing on, on a loop, and if anyone I talk about rhymes with Bruno, you know I'm be singing some Encanto, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, yeah, he's got DeAndre Swift. He can, he can get this offense going, and if you saw in Hard Knocks, you watched that show like I did. I loved it. Seems like that they got some good things going. They got them good vibes going in Detroit. And I think in week one, they're going to look to do so. You know, they're at home and they got a good team against, they're going against in the Eagles. So could we see a potential shootout? I think it's a little bit, I think it's possible. Uh, right now, the Vegas over under is 49. So, you know, just under that 50, uh, 50 point mark. So I think that, uh, you know, Jared Goff, you could do a lot worse than having Jared Goff uh, as your potential, you know, dumpster dive, your bargain bin quarterback. 
Let's move on to the running back position. This was a lot tougher. A lot of teams don't stream running backs. Um, this will be probably a more prevalent exercise to go through later in the season when injuries keep happening. But, you know, maybe you took a gamble on a J.K. Dobbins and you're unsure if he's going to start. Uh, you kind of you, if, if you're looking for something cheap, someone that you need to fill in here, are the guys that I think will will do quite nice for, for your team. J.D. McKissick. Boo, right? If you like Tony Gibson, you don't like J.D. McKissick. But he's pretty he's pretty effective. He's a good player, and they like him in Washington. He's 44% rostered, and he's 5,100 on DraftKings. Washington brought him back, like I said, in the 13th hour uh, to be their pass-catching RB. So they like him. They want to use him. They wouldn't. You know, they wouldn't dance around those NFL tampering rules or whatever they put in place if it didn't mean that they were going to grab this guy and use him. So I think that McKissick is certainly someone who's going to see work in the passing game. Uh, you know, you can see him on third downs. You can see him on, on you know, even second downs of, you know, significant distance. Uh, and his matchup this week isn't great for rushing, but it could be pretty good for receiving uh, because – we're all kind of excited, I think, a little bit more about Jacksonville and Trevor Lawrence. And I am about Christian Kirk. I mentioned him a minute ago. So uh, J.D. McKissick in a passing role, you could do uh, a lot worse than that. They are giving two and a half points at home, which I said, you know, kind of suggests that they want to get things going. They may be in a little bit of comeback mode. Uh, and I got him at uh, running back 31, which is lower than we have him at playerprofiler.com. So, uh, that you know, the guys are – more a little bit higher on than I am. They he ranks on playerprofile.com. He's a running back number. They got a running back twenty one. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. So you know, for a guy uh, that that's rostered in over half the leagues, you could do a lot worse like, than than a Mister McKissick. Uh, the cheap option here. Now this is fun. This is let's get fun here. Let's get a little kooky. Sexy Rexy Burkhead, fourteen percent rostered, forty nine hundred on DraftKings. I talked about this with Matt Ryan. Houston are massive home dogs. Seven-point dogs at home. Obviously, that's suggesting that they're going to have to play in comeback mode. Burkhead, he, he, he's looking like he's going to get some of the passing work. Uh, we all love Damian Pierce. We're all excited about Damian Pierce. Yeah, Damian Pierce. But Burkhead, if he takes some of that passing down stuff in a comeback effort, that's where he can really go to work. And last year, people may have forgotten about this. I know it's a whole different set of circumstances. There was no Damian Pierce. There's new players all around. But... It is encouraging when you look back over his last five games with Houston in 2021. He averaged 14.1. Let me repeat that. <clears throat> Sexy Rexy Burkhead averaged 14.1 fantasy points a game over Houston's last five last year, highlighted by a damn near 40-point effort. He's capable still. He's still got some juice in the old tank. Is he going to be that guy that you can rely on week to week? Probably not, but in a, in a matchup here where – uh, they're looking like they're going to have to play comeback. Get Rex Burkett in your lineup uh, if you if you're desperate. This is this is desperate. And, and let's face it, it never feels good confirming Rex Burkett as your RB two or a flex. But sometimes the things that don't feel right end up working out. So sexy Rexy Burkett, let's go over to the wide receiver position. This guy has been one of my favorites throughout the entire draft process. I got him all over the place. He's one of my guys. Wide receiver from the uh, New England Patriots, Jacoby Myers. Even though he does have some hype, especially here at the Underworld, 41% rostered on Sleeper, $4,300 on DraftKings, and the kid is a winner. Second most routes won versus man coverage last year. Sixth best route win rate last year, according to playerprofiler.com. So he can get himself open. He is questionable, so we are going to be watching it with bated breath. 
to see his updates as we get into that Sunday matchup. But, you know, reports here, I live in the New England area, and the reports are that this offense is not humming. Uh, they're not necessarily getting it like they were hoping they would uh, to start the season. And that tells me that that Mac Jones would go with who he's comfortable with. Uh, would that be a guy like Devontae Parker who's new? No. Uh, that's going to be a guy like Jacoby Myers, who was definitely the team's best wide receiver last year. And reports have come out of camp that he looks like their best overall player on offense this year. So Jacoby Myers is somebody who shouldn't be 41% rostered. And if he has one good game, you can kiss the bargain bin. Jacoby Myers, goodbye. He will be somebody who's going to be probably a staple in someone's lineup. But with, with that being said, he's available in about 60% of leagues. Get him now while you can, and I think he's a play. As long as he's healthy, as long as you hear reports that he's going to play, it's not a game-time decision. They're, they're letting, you know, they come out of Saturday practice ready to rock with Myers. I think he's a, a full-fire go, no doubt about it. The next receiver, what year are we in? It's 20, what, 2022, and I'm going to be talking about this guy. It's crazy, but, you know, that's a testament to his skill, and it's a testament to the man, and, uh, you know, you got to give him some love. A.J. Green. That's right. A.J. Green of the Arizona Cardinals is an absolute play, I think, this week. And out of the uh, the cheap and the, the, less, the less cheap, the more expensive, or however you want to put it, guys on this list, A.J. Green actually is more expensive than Jacoby Myers on DraftKings. It's probably uh, because he has that, you know, he's at the big playability, and there's just injuries all over Arizona right now. You know, D-Hop suspended. Uh, Zach Ertz might not play. Rondell Moore is already out. That means A.J. Green could be a absolute – he's going to be a, an important player in this offense in week one. And last year, believe it or not, he had multiple top 20 wide receiver finishes. So he definitely still suggested there's some left in the tank that the guy can still play. Uh, and his matchup projects to be one of the highest on the day. Arizona and, and, and Kansas City, that's – I mean, that looks like your quintessential shootout. 54 over under. Uh, Cardinals are six-point dogs at home. So you're you if they're coming if they're playing comeback mode with Kyler Murray, uh, you know that that could mean AJ Green goes off and AJ Green scores a, a touchdown and that's what you're looking for with a guy that you're pulling out of the bargain bin. You know you're hitting that bargain bin. You want a guy who can score and AJ Green could certainly certainly do so. I will I will echo this one thing. I'm I'm fairly confident that this is correct. And if I'm not, whatever, it's fine. I don't care. Maybe I do. It's it's a double XP uh, Call of Duty weekend and you know what that means. That means tonight, Saturday, Kyler Murray is his film will be on the on in the background, and he, as he's getting that kill to death ratio up on Call of Duty, trying to get those XP points, trying to get that new skin, trying to get that new layout. Might not be great, might not be encouraging if you roster Arizona Cardinals players uh, in your fantasy team, but you know maybe it's a joke, maybe I'm just joking, or maybe it's true. Kyler Murray, get off the game. It's time to play football. Anyway, let's move on to the tight end position. This is probably the most important, in my opinion, because a lot of tight ends, if you don't get one of the top tight ends, you're probably streaming. And if you're not you know, deliberately streaming, you're at least kind of playing the hot and cold game with the guy you drafted as opposed to who's there uh, av available. So uh, the first guy I want to talk about, they're actually both relatively unrostered, but Gerald Everett from the Los Angeles Chargers. He's 29% rostered, 3,800 on DK. And he's got a great matchup against the Raiders, who gave up 2.4 more points than league average in 2021. That is the fifth most uh, in, in the league. So he's Justin Herbert's new toy. And obviously Mike Williams, uh, Keenan Allen, and probably, you know, Josh Palmer in the wide receiver room will probably maybe may get priority. And, of course, is Austin Eckler. But 
Gerald Everett is good in the red zone, and he can absolutely haul in a touchdown. And when you're playing stream the streaming game at tight end, you're basically just looking for a touchdown. If he can get two catches for 30 yards and a touchdown, I mean, you're pretty much looking at your top 10, top 15 tight end that week. So that's exactly what you're looking for. Now, as long as his – what does his matchup look like? Looks good. Looks pretty, pretty, pretty good. They got an over-under over 50 points uh, as the Raiders and uh, Chargers lock up this weekend. And a fun fact about Mr. Everett, he had the number one juke rate amongst qualified tight ends. Pretty good. So if he doesn't need to get, uh, you know, a ton of volume, maybe he can make things happen in his own right. So that's that's something you like to look at when you're streaming, when you're looking uh, to grab someone from the bargain bin is can they make things happen with low volume? And I think I think Gerald Everett is capable. And of course, Turbo, at your, as your quarterback, you got Justin Herbert. I got my man right here, right there. Jay Herb. Guy's nasty. You want to you want to hitch. Uh, your wagon to a horse like like Justin uh, Herbert, no doubt about it. Last guy, uh, he's rostered in about 10% of leagues, so he's pretty much available everywhere, is Brevin Jordan, tight end from the Houston Texans. Like GE, he has a favorable matchup in week one. And uh, as I mentioned with Burkhead, Houston is significant home dogs. Uh, and with that means they're going to be passing Davis Mills. Maybe they rely on him more than they were hoping to and let him slang that rock. And Brevin Jordan's pretty good. Uh, he he showed in flashes last year. He wasn't um, a consistent performer. He was not reliable uh, by any stretch of the imagination. But he did have uh, multiple top 12 finishes. Uh, he was tight end five in week eight. He was tight end 12 in week 12. He was tight end six in week 14 and tight end 11 in week 17. So he does have those spike weeks, which spike weeks when you talk about tight end are hilariously uh, – unimpressive but still they can be effective when you get them in your lineup and at the right time so brevin jordan somebody if you need a tight end and you're desperate that's somewhere you can look maybe you want to ride out the, the george kittle news and you are waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting and boom you have you can't wait any longer where who do i go to no one's out there boom big brev grab him put him in your lineup you might be pretty excited with uh, what you get out of a guy you got from the bargain bin that's going to wrap up all of my bargain bin players and uh, we'll do that every single week because i think it's important for you to try to you know squeeze out those wins uh, in your seasonal league. So these are the guys that are the unsung heroes. They're not sexy, well, except sexy Rexy, but they are they are guys that can help you win. And that's what we're trying to do in fantasy, especially in seasonal leagues. You're trying to win. There is no next year in seasonal. So these are the, the bargain bin players we're going to talk about this week, and we'll talk about more next week. Got a couple of things uh, on the in the old show sheet before I say hasta luego to you fine folks. The game plan is going to give you some homework, and you're probably about to shut off. But before you sh- before you tune me out, before you before I start sounding like the teacher in the Peanuts, the cartoons, just listen. Homework isn't all that bad because at the end of the day, you want to be good at fantasy. You got to work. You got to put in the work to be good at fantasy. So me, Maddie Kiwum, Mr. Kiwum, as I'll be known in this segment, is gonna I'm gonna issue out some homework for all you listeners. And what I want you to do is I want you to watch Monday Night Football. I mean, you were going to anyway. So this homework really isn't that bad, right? You're going to watch it anyway. So watch Monday Night Football and take note of the guys who don't score a ton of fantasy points uh, on the Denver Broncos. And you're probably saying, why would I care about players who aren't scoring points when you need points to win in fantasy? Here's why. This offense projects to be a very, very good offense. And, you know, people may have decided to – 
you know, put their eggs in the Cortland Sutton basket or the Jerry Judy basket or Melvin Gordon opposed to Javante Williams. It's pretty up in the air as to who's going to be the top dogs in terms of the skill positions uh, on that offense. And if Jerry Judy goes off, this is your chance to sneak in and grab Cortland Sutton at a cheaper price. If Melvin Gordon vultures a touchdown and they split around 50-50 and everyone's throwing their arms about Javante, I got to get rid of this guy, swoop in and grab him at a cheaper price. And the same goes in uh, on the other side too. I mean, if Cortland Sutton goes off and you can grab Jerry Judy at a discount, do it. If, if Javante looks like Javante and you can grab Melvin Gordon for basically nothing, do it. Because these this is your chance now to – you know, buy guys and, and, and acquire players that you probably couldn't coming into the season at a cheaper price just after one week. And we all know, we've all seen the, the you know, the tweets. We've all seen the takes how, you know, this player stunk in week one last year, became a top 10 producer, top 20 producer. And that's all true. It, it, it can happen. It happens every year. So this is your chance now to to, to to grab pieces of that Denver Bronco offense at a discount. So, you know, even if you were a, a Cortland Sutton guy and you didn't get him anywhere and you're, and you're saying to yourself, man, I wish, I wish I did. And you see Judy go off and you don't get discouraged. Like, Oh, it's Judy's. He's the guy. No, no. Oh, you open the back door, sneak in and take Cortland Sutton at a cheaper price. You know, take him away, grab him, put him in the back pocket. Why not? This is the chance to go in and grab someone at a better price than you could have a freaking week ago. So that is your homework. I expect it on my desk by by stream start next week, okay? And before I say goodbye, let me go ahead and issue my final thought. This is a nasty word, but it's it's a, it's a fun one in fantasy. Exploit. Exploit week one reactions. And you may notice that I didn't say overreactions. Fantasy team builders should take advantage of the manager's that don't care as much about week one production as most do. You don't have to swoop in and grab a guy who's freaking out after one week. If you have someone in your league and uh, they're, they're, they're practicing patience and they're saying that this guy uh, is going to turn it around and you're being crazy about week one, that could be your chance. If you roster a guy that you don't like and something you saw in week one is, is signaling enough red flags to you, that's your chance to also take advantage of that situation. You know, patience is great. But if you're not going to be patient and you and someone in your league is willing, why not sell a guy you're uncomfortable rostering for basically draft day prices? And, you know, that's kind of my thoughts on Alan Robinson. I talked about him earlier in the show. But, yeah, if someone in your league is saying you're crazy for overreacting, Maybe you can say you're crazy for not overreacting. Go ahead, take my player. I know the fantasy community is telling you to be patient. Why don't you go ahead with the status quo and do so? Take him from me. Give him, give me basically a hundred cents on the dollar, and I will go about my merry way and not have to worry about someone who displayed whatever the red flags may have been uh, for this particular player. For Alan Robinson, I uh, talked about earlier. So yeah, that's my final thought. Is absolutely take advantage of. Uh, of the week one reactions, whether it be overreactions, people losing their mind or people uh, being pretty reserved, you can still make uh, good choices and you can still game plan and you can still strategize around that and improve your roster. Um, so before I say good day, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Enjoy week one. Follow me on Twitter. I am at Maddie Kiwum. Tune in next week. I'm out. Peace.